that kind of leads us to our next guest. And, uh, you know, she can tell you all about, you know, how NIL helps the student athletes. But, you know, she's a left handed pitcher. I don't know. I played baseball before and it was always tough for me to hit a left hander. I'm telling you, man, it's just something about them that makes them special. Uh, and, you know, like they had a really good pitching season. You got Matty Penta and everyone knows our next guest as well. She was right there with her as pitching. Uh, let's go ahead and bring her on. Shelby Lowe. Hello. How you doing, Shelby? I'm good. How are you? Doing pretty good. I'm uh, Jason Campbell, the co-host of this Own to Victory podcast. I got Justin Hawkinson on here with me, another co-host who uh, writes and, and does a lot of different things for uh, for Auburn. Um, we're excited to have you on, and uh, congrats on a great season. You know, I know it didn't end the way that you you wanted it to end, but you know, it can't take away from such a sessional season that you girls had. Yes, it was a um, great season, and I was excited to be a, a participant of it. And thank you for letting me be here. Yeah, no problem, no problem. So, uh, my first question is, you know, just talk about, you know, it's always tough when you have somebody in front of you that draws a lot of attention, right? So, Matty draws a lot of attention, you know, rightfully so, you know, the type of picture she is. But you're not, you're right there, and you know, you do such a great job of pitching as well. So talk about how you two feed off each other, you know, from game to game and how you encourage one another um, when the one's taking the mound. Uh, well, first, I like to start off with, like, I'm from a small town, so I'm, <laughs> I'm not used to that anyways. Yeah. But uh, we feed each off of each other very well. Um, coming in, it was kind of a we didn't really know how each other like worked or anything. So. Um, just really finding out how each other work and being able to work together. Not only it, I mean, it doesn't really matter who's in the front or not. I mean, we're here to win as a team and not only get um, accolades or anything like that. I mean, to me, that doesn't matter. So just one as a team. Yeah. So we talk about uh, the, the success you had this year. How do you sort of take that into, into the, into the next season and, and sort of build on what you guys were able to accomplish um, this year? Um, yes. So this year I was coming back from injury. Um, it was a long, long year last year. Yeah. So um, really working on getting healthy and being able to um, throw a whole game. So um, working on getting um, my uh, endurance back up. So that was really important to me. So doing that and hopefully being able to go into my senior year and being able to um, help her in a way, help Penta in a way so that um, we can work together and we can are be able to succeed past the regionals. And Shelby, you talked about your injury and having to come back from that, you know, the long recovery. What does that do to your mindset? Like how does you, how does it channel as an athlete when you want to be out there and you can't be, and then you got to physically and emotionally pick yourself up daily to go in and do your rehabilitation so that you can get back out there. Talk about the mindset being in those shoes. Um, I would say it was really, really, really hard for me. Um, I've never had an injury like that before. So going from one surgery to the next, um, it was really hard for me to understand like that I, had, I didn't understand why I had to have another surgery. So um, being able to have a mindset with like, basically, you know, this is going to help me get healthy and this is going to help me in the long run. 
not only to play sports, but to be able to one day hold my kids. And that was very important to me. And um, just having the mindset with, you know, working on getting better. That's what I had the mindset of the whole time and working on being able to be better for my team the next year. Yeah. For, for people that don't know real quick, what, what was the, what was the injury that you had for people that maybe aren't aware? Um, so basically my nerves weren't working correctly in my arm. So I had two surgeries last summer. Yeah. Where, where was it? Was it elbow, shoulder? Where, what was going elbow. on? It was Tommy, is that Tommy John? Is that what they call it? Uh, um, kind of like Tommy John. Yeah. 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 So what's, I, and I asked that because I think it's so interesting in softball, especially as a pitcher, how different pitching in softball and pitching mm-hmm. in baseball for people that think baseball is such an unnatural pitching wise, you know, that's why you see infielders don't throw the ball like a pitcher does. They throw it sidearm. They just fling it over. A pitcher is a completely different thing. And, that's why you pitch and you got to take a week off where you look at softball and it's, it's weird watching that motion and think it's a more natural motion, but it is. It's why you guys can pitch night after night or so many games. Just talk about maybe the difference in that, why you can pitch so many innings and so many games during a season compared to that baseball throwing motion. I think it's interesting. Um, so I, when I talked to my surgeon, I talked to him about it and, uh, he was basically telling me, you know, like baseball, when you throw a baseball, like when you pitch, you have to have like a whip down on the ball. So basically that's what causes your elbow to have problems. But when you throw a softball, you throw underhanded. And basically it's just that natural motion. I mean, it doesn't really put stress on anything. So basically my arm was just sore and that was it. I mean, you can take, you can get through soreness. I mean, that's not anything, but uh, yeah, so just soreness most of the time. I mean, my arm never hurt before then. Yeah, I played quarterback at uh, at Auburn a long time ago, long, long, long time ago. Uh, <laughs> but I always had to ice my shoulder, you know, after practice, you know, after games and everything. As a as a softball pitcher, though, I tell you, when I see y'all wind up and y'all let it go, like – what kind of soreness are we talking about? Is it is it up in the shoulder? Is it around the elbow? Because, you know, for quarterbacks, we get a little bit of both. You know, sometimes it can be the shoulder, and sometimes it can be the, the elbow, but then you have to be careful about how you ice around the elbow because of nerves and everything. We had to be on a pitch count sometimes. Are y'all on a pitch count ever? Um, Used to. I was not on a pitch count. I mean, okay. just basically whatever your arm could take is what you did. But now I'm on a pitch count, and I, I'm pretty sure I'll be on a pitch count for the rest of my career. So, yeah, but, it's yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, but we do have to ice our shoulders. Most of the time, it's your shoulders. I mean, it really depends on if you're a spin or a speed pitcher. So, spin pitchers, you have more problems with like your elbows, your forearms your hands and stuff like that but spin pitchers mostly it's just like your shoulder just because you're putting so much stress on your shoulder whenever you're trying to throw it that hard if that makes sense nah, it definitely makes sense yeah and that's it's 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 impressive uh real quick to hear you talk about to hear you think ahead in your life when you're talking about i want to be able to hold my kids and things like that i think uh that that sort of that was impressive by the way you, a lot of student athletes i think when you're in college it's just it's just now it's just whatever's now, and uh, I, I'm, I'm impressed that you're thinking 
you know, football, there's, there's all different sports, football, maybe it's concussions or whatever. So thinking ahead to going, Hey, this is important, but I also don't want to go so far that I'm impacting a quality of life down the road. Um, that's such a smart way um, of, of thinking about it. I commend you on that. Um, one question I wanted to ask you was going from this, this off season, we, we've seen in the, we've seen some, some players enter the transfer portal and things like that. How is this new sort of new age, not just with NIL, but transfer portal too, impact year to year, how you think about the team, the locker room, like how do you view it? Cause I think fans probably view players leaving a program or players coming into the program differently than maybe players do where players might, might have a completely different outlook on players coming in and players going out than maybe fans do. How do you sort of view NIL and the transfer portal and teammates and how that sort of all intersects? So um, like we're there every day. I see them every day. I see them work hard every day. Um, it's kind of just like, I mean, if that's not a fit for you, it's just not a fit for you. You know, mm-hmm. I want you to be able to feel comfortable. I want you to be able to think this place is your home. And for me, I say it again, I'm from a small town. So I wanted to feel like I was at home and it was, it's really hard for some people to be able to go away from their parents and like, they can't stay with their parents all the time. And that's really hard for them. So, um, I just wanted to be able to let my teammates feel like that they had a, a place and that where they could call home, you know? So if that's what they need to do, that's what they need to do. And that's totally fine with me. Like I completely understand. And so I don't know. I'm, I'm not against it, but I mean, my, my name's not in the portal, so, <laughs> but I'm, I'm definitely not against it. Like if that's what you feel like you need to do, that's what you feel like you need to do, you know? And that's the hardest part, I think, for athletes nowadays is when I played in the NFL, you're used to locker rooms changing a lot, Justin. You know, like you're you walk in one day like, oh, why just locker cleaned out? You know, <laughs> but it got cut, you know, then you pick up a new player, you know. And so transfer report is almost starting to feel like that, except for you don't have to worry about it during the season, but after the season, you know, because in your head you can say, oh, we got such and such coming back, this person coming back, and we're going to be ready to rock and roll. And then all of a sudden – hold on, what? This person's transfer? This person's transfer? And now you got to rethink logically all over again because now you're like, okay, who's coming in? You know, now you're trying to figure out who's the next person coming in because you're coming up on your senior year next year and you want it to be a special season. So talk about as a player, you know, when kids come in from, well, I should say kids, when players come in from other universities and they're there on a recruiting visit, are you trying to help them come on to Auburn? Like, are you involved? Do the coach call on you to say, hey, can you come over here and meet such and such and everything? We're trying to see if this person would love to come to Auburn and play on our softball team. Like, does that happen in bat- in softball? Because I know it happens in football and basketball and baseball. So when I was in my healing process is when all the recruits and stuff like that happened and they came on campus and stuff like that. I was the person that always was with them. You know, I told them like what I thought and um, I was completely honest with them. And I told them, you know, like I love Auburn. Like mm-hmm. this is my home. This has been my home for three years now. And um, that was kind of my job. I mean, I needed no. something to do. So that was my <laughs> job. Um, but really just, I mean, the hardest thing is like the parents don't understand, like, you know, their mm-hmm. kids are going off to college and, that's not easy for them. It wasn't easy for my parents. And so I just try to comfort, I mean, not only the 
athlete coming in, but also their parents, because I honestly know it's very hard for them. So, All yeah. Right. Good stuff. Jesse, you have one more? Um, talk about uh, Coach Mickey Dean a little bit. What, what are your, you know, what do you, what are your impressions of him, and why did you commit to Auburn to play for him, and how do you feel like he's doing with the with the softball program as a whole, trying to rebuild this thing, get this thing back on track? Um, coming in my freshman year, um, it was kind of wonky, and then <laughs> now to my junior year, um, I think that building this team has been a great process. Um, we've had people come in and out that have been great players. Um, for me, Coach Dean's kind of like my granddad, to be honest with you. Um, we joke around like we're family, and that's just how I am. Like, I love to be like that with people. But, um, I mean, we work good together, and we kind of um, puts me and Maddie back to back so that we're able to not only push each other, but we're able to learn from each other too. Um, but, yeah. I'm cool with Coach Dean. He's like my granddad. <laughs> hey, that's funny. Um, you know, last one before I get to – I have a rapid fire five questions that we always like to do with all our student athletes. But then I also have an NIL question to ask you. Before I ask you the NIL question, I just want to ask you this one. With y'all not getting the regional, the host of regional, how did that make y'all feel as a team? Because everyone thought y'all was going to get that shot, the host of regional. I mean, we've always been the underdogs. We've always had to work hard for what we got. So kind of like just basically going into um, another regional, knowing that, you know, we have to work hard. We have to be able to earn this. And if we do go past the regional, I mean, that gives us another option. That gives us another way to be able to um, host a regional next year. I mean, everybody kind of had a positive attitude about it and was like basically like, you know, we had to work hard for this regional. We had to be able to go to supers and we had to prove people wrong and let them know that like we're here to work hard too. Yeah. 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 I just wanted to ask you that because I know y'all being the three seed in the SEC and you know the season that you had and then not to get the regional. You know, I just want to see how did that how did y'all feel as a team? Now on to NIL. The reason we're all on this show today is the the own collective victory uh, on to on to victory collective. Uh, you know, supports our student athletes and also the fans on this podcast. There are people that have subscribed and people that are subscribing daily uh, to help support our student athletes. Talk about what NIL means uh, to you and how you've seen to help student athletes. Um, NIL to me is something that, you know, kind of gets your name out there, not only from the sports uh, in part intake, but also mm. like, NIL, like a really big thing. Like, I'll say it again. Like, I'm from a small town, so a lot of people don't know me. Um, they didn't know me until I started playing sports in college. So, um, I don't know. It's a really good opportunity, and um, I was blessed to be able to have this opportunity. And I'm very glad that um, Onto Victory is supporting me through this. Yeah, and you keep saying small town. Can you let everyone know what small town you're from? Um, I'm from Carrollton, Alabama. Yeah, so I thought Carrollton, Alabama. So I'm from a small town as well. So, you know, I definitely understand. Um, but NIL for softball can mean so many different things because y'all have a certain limit of scholarships. And Justin and I was just talking about this. And since your scholarships are limited, not everyone gets a full scholarship. So most either get a partial scholarship or what we call PWO, preferred walk-on. 
uh, we kind of come on, you earn, you kind of earn a partial scholarship. So NIL for, for you, for your team kind of helps them pay for the other part of the scholarship that they, that they don't get through the university. And uh, so I just wanted fans to understand that and people to know that everybody's different. You know, even in baseball, there's a limited amount of scholarships and it's the same situation where most of the NIL money for most of those guys is used to pay for their their schooling and everything. So, you know, so fans, everybody continues to support NIL. You know, we got great people like Shelby Lowe, who's an outstanding character person, outstanding athlete here at Auburn. You can hear in her heart. She loves Auburn. She's here to stay. And. You know, she's going to be one of our own, and I look forward to seeing her back on the planes in some form or fashion in the future, helping out with the softball program. I can just, for whatever reason, just see that in your future one day. Um, quick rep and fire five question. Jess, you got anything before I put on the hot seat here? No, I want, no, put it on the hot seat. Let's hear it. Put it on the hot seat. All right, here we go. So, Shelby, what's your favorite place to eat at in Auburn? Uh, it used to be the Juicy Crab, but now it's shut down, so I go to Agave Loco. Okay, okay, okay. What would you tell a younger version of your or yourself in high school, knowing what you know now? Um, be able to um, express, be able to expand your limits and be able to meet new people, and um, also be able to have an op- open mind and learn from new people too. Like it, like it. So everybody gets butterflies. Well, I say everybody. Some people say they don't, but. I got to imagine that every athlete have always had a little bit of version of a butterfly, whether it's the night before a game or leading up to the game. How do you calm your butterflies before a big game? Uh, kind of just laugh about it. I mean, it comes to the point where like, you know, you, we got to do this. We got to win this game and basically like have a good time and be able to laugh about stuff that goes on in the game. And that's how I get rid of mine. Like it. I like it. So, the night before a big game, like me, I used to eat. I used to eat a lot of ice cream. I, eat ice, I know it sounds strange, just but I used to eat ice cream. I had my wings. I had, you know, some type of pasta. You know, I was carving it up. Um, just I know I'm going to be going against a whole bunch of yelling and screaming fans coming at me, and I'm, then I'm trying to yell at the count and play at the same time. What's your go-to meal before a big competition? I would probably say pizza. Oh, I like it. Pizza, what kind? Uh, pepperoni. Okay. 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 All right. Last one. Do you have any sports rituals or superstitions um, that you like to do or have before games, or is there something that you enjoy doing doing more than than others before games? Um, before the game, if I like, if I start the game, um, me and my dad have this ritual, and so when I start, when I finish warming up, and I'm ready to go into the game. I always give my dad the ball that I warmed up with. That's our ritual. That's cool. I like that. I like that. Little dad and daughter connection. I like it. I like it. Well, uh, Shelby, thank you for coming on to the show today. We really enjoyed your insight on the on the program. And thank you for being a part of our Own to Victory Collective group. Uh, like I said, we wish you the best. Wish you all the best and health this offseason as you get ready for a senior season. I know y'all going to have another special year next year. I know Coach Dean is going to do a really good job of getting the right pieces in here around you around you and, and this team. And, yeah, you lose some, but guess what? You also gain some. So, you know, just keep the right attitude, right mindset, and, you know, keep the team together and keep that leadership. Thank you for coming on and the War Eagle. Thank you, War Eagle. See you, Shelby.